0: One of the things that makes this the most effective advertising campaign in the world so effective is the use of brand purpose. Here at the Master of Advertising Effectiveness, our purpose is to improve the effectiveness of advertising so that underprivileged children can grow up on a healthier planet. To join our movement and learn more about what really makes advertising effective, head over to mae.academy. That's mae.academy. Hello and welcome to The Warp Podcast. My name is David Tiltman and today we're talking about how McDonald's overhauled its marketing communications to become a real driver of commercial growth. Now this episode is part of a series of interviews we're doing on the topic of building a culture of creative effectiveness. Now that was the title of a report we launched in Cam this year. The report looked at how to build internal ways of working that encourage creativity, building brands through creativity and linking that agenda to commercial results. Now McDonald's is widely cited these days as a marketing organization that really knows what it's doing. It has a confidence and a swagger across its work. But it's easy to forget that a few years ago that wasn't the case. Burger King was the toast of the marketing world and McDonald's was under pressure from a a host of new entrants in its category. Now, the process by which they transformed their approach to marketing is really worth focusing on. Now, that's because, as we argued in the report, culture is really key when it comes to effectiveness. We've all heard about CFOs not trusting marketers or CEOs simply not believing in brand. Winning those internal debates is so important if we want to change those perceptions and invest effectively for the long term. Now, the bulk of this episode is an interview by my colleague, Adi Kishore, Walk's Insight Director, with Joan Coletta, a Senior Director of Marketing Transformation and part of the global brand leadership team. The interview took place in Cannes, as you'll hear, and Joan has really been at the heart of what McDonald's has achieved in the last few years. Now, also at Cannes, we had another McDonald's executive, Tariq Hassan, US Chief Marketing and Customer Experience Officer on the stage sharing the success story of the past few years and in particular how they engaged with brand fans and created a new platform in the US. The famous orders platform thats the campaign that's been running in the US for the past few years is now pretty well known. This is where they teamed up with celebrities and influencers who were genuine fans of McDonald's and created that celebrity's favorite meal as a menu item was part of a broader re-engagement with fans and re-engagement with culture. So to kick off, let's hear Tariq explain some of the issues McDonald's faced five years ago and and the sort of challenge they felt they needed to meet.
1: So let's start with the problem. And the reality is, for us, we had a pretty significant one. We were facing a very significant multi-year-over-year decline with multicultural youth in the U.S. And that's a problem to begin with but it's a real problem when you think about the trend and development of the country itself and where we would function as a population. So it's one thing to be declining, it's one thing to be declining with where actually the development of your market's actually going. Additionally, we had to really stop and think about how this happened. And that means actually being objective enough to actually look at it in its true sense and understand the reality of the changes you have to make. So what did we do? How did we get here? The reality is we were starting to overfocus on the haters. There were elements around nutrition that were in the marketplace that were that would cause you to be distracted. And the reality is we lost our emotional connections chasing sales. We lost our confidence. And the reality is we lost our swagger. This is an iconic brand that had a real deep root in American culture and, frankly, in the, throughout the globe. And we'd walked away from that. We'd lost that in search of other solutions. Ultimately, we lost the meaning of our brand. We lost what it meant to truly understand. I'm loving it.
0: So that's the context. Now, as I said in the introduction, the case study is pretty well known. But what went on behind the scenes is less well known. Now, in that report we released in Cannes, we highlighted three ways a culture of creative effectiveness needs to work across a business. And we called this align, build, embed. You need alignment between marketing and the rest of the c suite over strategy and the contribution and marketing to that strategy. You need to have built the right teams, the right models to champion that approach and build a common language across the organization. And you need to have embedded it with the people making day-to-day decisions on what to invest in and what to approve. And one of the reasons we think the McDonald's example is so interesting is that it plays on all these three levels. And that's no mean feat in a franchise-based organization with a lot of stakeholders. So let's hear from Joan on that now. Um, over to Walk's Insight Director, Adi Kishore, to kick us off.
2: So I guess the best place to start would really be at the beginning. Joan, what set off the journey into creative effectiveness for McDonald's? Was it a person, a campaign, a decision that was made at some point due to business conditions?
3: Well, first of all, thank you for having me and also thank you to Work for really taking on, I think, what is a really important research initiative in our field. We've been honored to be a part of it um, and to be featured in it. And it's exciting to be able to tell our transformation journey, which really has been five years in the making. So going back to your question about what was the spark, it was that we were an icon brand that forgot we were an icon. Uh, even though we have the most, in my opinion, amazing brand in the world, if you look back even five years ago, the vast majority of our marketing around the world was focused on short term promotions that were disposable and didn't do anything to build that connection between our brand and our fans. And that, if we look, fast forward to today, I can confidently say brand building and creativity are at the heart of everything we do. So it's not just a marketing priority but it's a priority for the entire company.
2: I believe you did a fair bit of work initially to try and link, you know, find that link between creative effectiveness and kind of business impact. Um, I think you worked with Les Binet as well, you know, a very well-known researcher in in the industry. How, how did How did that sort of come about and, and kind of what was the main sort of outcome of that?
3: Well, it might help to give a little context about our journey. So, um initially after we realized we were out of balance and really focusing on short-term promotions there was a commitment made to elevate our creative excellence at the time and a lot of work was done uh, even uh, before I came and then I came in 4 years ago on building capabilities within the organization and so of course all the data we know all the data we've seen we socialized it we brought it into Examples that really were inspiring for our teams and also helped them really think about how do I build long term platforms that can build the brand over time and not just be moment to moment. Um, And of course, we used all the data we all know and love um, from Les Binet, Ehrenberg, Bass as part of that. And that was great. But the real unlock came at the next step, which is when we were actually approached by someone in finance who saw us presenting this case and he said, you know, it'd be great. All that data you show about the industry, if you could McDonaldize it and use McDonald's data to make the case. And it seems like such an obvious thing, but the truth is we are a, glo- a locally driven organization. And so at the time our data was very decentralized. And so it took over a year, um, but we did work with Les Binet. We were fortunate enough to be able to partner with him and do modeling and show without a doubt that when we invest in our brand and creativity, it builds our business. What we found is we get 1.5 times a return on investment when we invest in our brand versus any other type of advertising. And that was the case we needed to then socialize beyond marketing and really socialize with the CEOs of the individual countries, with our board, and even with our franchisee organization.
2: So you've, you've got that recognition that, you know, you, you've got to start looking at kind of brand longer term investment. Now you've conducted the research to McDonaldize the data that exists. You've got a clear, you know, you've got a clear sort of sense of how effective that kind of advertising will be. I, I guess the next step from from at least our research is that now that needs to be kind of operationalized in a way. So what's the kind of structure from a responsibility standpoint? Who holds responsibility for creative effectiveness And, you know, what are the different, you know, how does that sort of filter through the broader organization?
3: So marketing is an essential growth driver now for entire business. And we're a locally led organization. So accountability is effectively shared by all from marketing, but laddering all the way to the C-suite and laddering across all the markets. So specifically, market teams work in really close partnership with their agencies to develop and execute brilliant campaigns at the local level. This is where the work that you've seen this week, whether it's famous orders that originated in the U.S. and now is in 24 countries, or Raise Your Arches, which was born in the U.K. but has been exported to, 40, to 35 markets, has come from. So that's what's happening at the market level. Global marketing then supercharges success by helping inspire and enable the local markets and the agency partners to do their best work, work that builds both our brand and our business to create stronger connections with our fans and elevate our brand's role in culture. And so we we do that through elevating capabilities, through building a culture of creative effectiveness, through awards and recognizing success. And as we've talked about, through the case building and helping um, continue to evangelize the importance of creativity and brand building, not just on our building our long-term success, but on our short-term business outcomes as well.
2: So how do you work with your agencies to deliver creative effectiveness? Do you have a specific, you know, structure or framework of some kind, or is it more kind of guidelines or a philosophy?
3: Well, partnership is everything in creativity. I always say clients get the work they deserve. I've worked um, across all sides of the marketing business in my career, from the creative side, media side, client side. And I can honestly say that at McDonald's, the agency partners and the client the clients, you can't really tell the difference. We really are united and partnership is everything and to, get, to getting to great work as we all know. So to answer your question, is there a specific frame, framework? There's so many. We have a creative scale to evaluate work. We have a feel good vision, which allows us all to be united on the kind of brave, culturally relevant work we're aiming to have. Um, but you know, as important as what the work looks like and shining a light on what best in class looks like and, and celebrating best in class work, is talking about how we're working. And so one of the things that we witnessed during COVID is it was a bit of a creative renaissance for McDonald's because we threw out some of the old ways of working and we had to be much more nimble and really be daily attuned to the customer and our fans and what they needed. And what we did is we took a step to recognize that when we're at our best as a client and agency team, there were some common behaviors that we had and we said, let's bottle those behaviors and not forget them moving forward. So along with our global agency partners that I work very closely with and um, on the Creative Effectiveness Program, we bottled those behaviors and we created um, a recommended um, review process, not just on the work, but on how are we working as a team. And it really just helps teams identify where are the strengths and then where areas they want to focus So I think it's, you know, relationship management and relationship is everything. Trust is everything. And it's about getting better together. And, you know, we are so grateful for our agency partners. Um, They've been critical on our transformation journey.
2: Great to hear that. And we certainly hear that from a lot of leading brands in this area in terms of brands that are leading the culture of creative effectiveness. Now, one one thing I want to talk about is McDonald's in particular has done a lot to drive creative effectiveness culture within the brand, especially by celebrating successes. Um, you know, you've got the Feel Good Marketing Program and you've got a range of initiatives in the mix, awards, training, a virtual floor in the metaverse, I believe, various other things. Can you talk to this? How did this sort of come about and and what's the driving force behind it?
3: Well, recognition is key to success. And we had our very first year, it was actually my second day in the job, so I can't take credit for the inception of the Feel Good Marketing Awards. But um The idea was putting a a venue in place, an experience in place to really shine a light on what great looks like for McDonald's. And so it was a fancy dinner. It was a great start. Uh, But what we did in the second years and after that was really democratize it. And a bit was, um, again, brought back to the pandemic, but we couldn't all be in the same room. And so we also have a marketing organization that is over 100 countries. So we wanted to really find an experience that could bring everyone together gather in the celebration. And so that's when our virtual feel-good awards was, were born. And it's a big deal. The first year felt like the Academy Awards, as you said, the metaverse. Last year, we created a destination, a new floor in our headquarters that doesn't exist, the ninth floor. Uh, we created a metaverse experience where everyone around McDonald's could come together. And it's really a moment for us and for our CEO and global CMO, Morgan Flatley, To shine a light on what great looks like for us across our different business drivers, across different categories, to celebrate the work, to celebrate the teams and talk about what makes it great. And so those those awards and and the fact that we've democratized it outside of marketing now, really to the whole organization, it's really enabled a huge culture shift and really um, has helped us do the things I mentioned before with famous orders or raise your arches in addition to people exporting best practices. and then sharing and scaling them on their own terms, we're also coming together and creating things together. And that's really the next chapter for McDonald's is doing things together at scale that we do best together through the power of us.
2: Great. And, and, you know, I guess the big picture answer really to this or the biggest question I have for you is, has this, has this really helped the brand? Do you, do you think that a culture of creative effectiveness has taken McDonald's forward?
3: Well, I'd love to turn it back to you for a minute. Adi, you were on the stage with Tar Hassan, our CMO from the u s, and he talked about McDonald's uh, getting its swagger back in the u s. and being cool again. I, I would love to answer the question, but I'd love to hear from your perspective from an outsider.
2: well, I think I think the last two slides that Tarek put up after the after the whole presentation were pretty compelling, weren't they? They sort of showed how McDonald's had reversed its decline in certain key segments, how they were getting a broader audience. Um, and he talked about uh, the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, Wall Street Journal, which is not a marketing organization and certainly not a definer of what's cool. But from their perspective, from a financial perspective, they talked about how McDonald's had got its cool back. So um certainly sounds like something's working well.
3: Yeah, we are. Um, so Fortune magazine had a headline and it said uh, the McDonald's global CFO is starting to sound like a CMO. And that's really what we're here to do. We're here to build our brand in the long term, but also drive business in the immediate. And absolutely, positively, without a doubt, I can confidently say that our investment in creative excellence, in creative effectiveness, in building our brand is building our business. We're having unprecedented business results, and we are getting cited in earnings reports around from the work around the world as marketing being a key growth driver. It's a journey. We have high aspirations, but I'm really proud of the progress and the partnership it's taken to get us to where we are today.
2: Great. Well, I don't think we can end on a better note than that. So thank you very much, Joan, for joining us
0: today. Thank you. Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Addy. Now, before we wrap up this episode, I thought it was worth including a few final thoughts from Tariq Hassan's session. Tariq highlighted the improved sales performance in the US, particularly among young multicultural audiences. He also showed how McDonald's had outperformed the category. But as we'll hear, the transformation is broader than that. So let's go over to him now.
1: The declaration of McDonald's being made cool by Wall Street. Now, that may not be the ultimate tastemaker of where you think cool is defined, but that's a really powerful headline for us because it came on the heels of one of our quarterly earnings reports. And it was delivered based on the fact that the analysts were asking our leadership about the contribution of marketing and how it was driving the crazy results that we were seeing year over year, quarter over quarter, where we've been seeing double digit growth for quite some time. So our benchmark for success is not only how we connect and create with our fans, but how we're delivering shareholder wealth and how we're delivering for the value of the company as well. And when that starts to get talked about end-to-end, it make, you can imagine it makes our job to continue doing what we're doing a heck of a lot easier. Further, we like it as we continue to grow and meet our fans where they are, that we're not only just growing in terms of traditional sales, how we're creating this new experience across all the channels that we're in. You think back just three years ago, as Marcus called out, we were a drive-through and and an order inside. And today, there are multiple channels that we have to continue to focus on and drive growth on. We view that as an opportunity. And as Marcus said, we don't have a conversation about brand versus performance. We won't participate in that debate because we believe it is all about brand performance. Last time I checked, anything we do from a brand perspective should perform. And the last time I checked, no customer simply wants to be acquired from a performance perspective. They'd love to have a great brand experience. They'd love to go to camp for 30 days. And as a result, you drive a relationship and acquire. So the brand's never been healthier ever in the nature, in the state of the business. And and this is not just what we're seeing in terms of what we're doing in the U.S., but we're seeing similar impact as global markets also follow a similar pathway and continue to drive our strength and relationship with fans. And here's the thing, Adi talked about culture, and it has absolutely impacted our culture, which you can't see behind there. It says "Fail harder." That's what it says in headquarters of our agency at Widen, and that's what we believe in terms of how we function at McDonald's. In fact, we celebrate it every single quarter. We celebrate what we call the amazing almosts. They are failures that we celebrate and we reward, and they're not just any failures. They're failures that are defined by failing greatly because there is a responsible way to fail. There is ways to set yourself up for failure. It's about accountability, setting your vision, putting the measurement in place, having alignment and just not getting there. We think that's failing forward and that should be celebrated as much as your successes are. So at the heart of it, it leads us to think about how we approach things from moving about will it work to really asking the question of is it true? Will real people care like Marcus talked about? Because what we're seeing is if it is, the odds of success go up pretty considerably. And I guess the point here is what started as a creative strategy just demonstrates that sometimes inside that creative strategy is actually the opportunity for a brand and a business strategy. If you're listening to the market, if you know how to move beyond just the execution and really pull it in across the entire business.
0: So that's it for today's episode. If you liked that one, then watch out for more interviews on the topic of building a culture creative effectiveness in the coming months you can read the full report i've mentioned that's on the walk website you can also find uh the session we did with uh Tariq hassan in can on the walk website as well we'll be back on tuesday for the next edition of the walk podcast if you like what you've heard then please do follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and if you really liked it then do leave us a review until next time thanks for listening